Many of the Jews in the world today, and almost all the Christians, have the wrong understanding about what is the Word of God. The Word of God, or the Torah, the instructions given by Adonai, the God of Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yashar'el, was not given to the masses. No, it was given to Moshe to teach the leaders, to teach the people. It wasn't until the Gutenberg press, really, when the scrolls, the scripture, became publicly and widely available for the masses, that anyone can get their own copy, read it for themselves. But that was not the original intention. We often say you cannot read something written 3,500 years ago with the worldview, the goggles that you wear today within your modern understanding. It wasn't written in this culture with this understanding. It was written 3,500 years ago. And unless we really have our eyes opened by God himself, We cannot understand it. And that is really the root for all the troubles and all the arguments and conflicts and fights among you and everyone else in this world because they do not understand the word of God. On one hand, you have the religious Jews who don't even follow the word of God. They just follow the Talmud, rabbinical teachings. Some rabbi came up with something and said, well, you got to grow your side locks because it says don't trim the edges of your beard or the edges of your hair for mourning for the dead. So they grow those side locks, twisted side locks. You've all seen those. And then they wear a black hat and a black suit and they wear a tzitzit that only has a white thread and not the blue thread the way that it was commanded by God, because they say, well, we can't find the the sea snail that allegedly produced that blue color, so we just don't put a blue color on it. And where does that come from? Rabbinical teaching, not the Torah. And then they separate meat and dairy. They say you have to wait. You can't eat them together. Some of them wait for six hours between eating cheese and meat. Although the Torah only says, do not cook a young animal and its mother's milk says nothing about eating, and it doesn't say anything about cooking it in another animal's milk. And aside the point, chickens don't have milk. So no matter how you look at it, you can never cook a chicken in its mother's milk, and yet they do not eat chicken parmesan or anything that has to do with chicken and milk. But it's not Torah. It's not what God says. Those are all misinterpretations of people. And that, again, is the root of all false religions in this world. And Judaism and Christianity are two of them. Not to mention Islam is something completely different on a whole other level. And yet, again I say that the Torah was not given to everyone. It was given to the shepherds. God uses shepherds. God is the Lord of hosts, Adonai Tzevaot. He is the God of armies. He runs the universe as a military with ranks. You don't see the general giving orders to the privates. You don't see the privates reading the the briefings of the militant commanders. You don't see students in the class 
reading the teacher's edition. No, the teacher's edition is written for the teachers so that the teachers, in turn, would teach the students. Isn't that why you go to school? You could just read it on your own, but you don't. You want to be a doctor, you go to school. There has to be a teacher. Someone who is proficient. Someone who spent his life studying the matter, the subject, so that he can teach you with the right understanding, the right viewpoint, the right spiritual insight that comes from God. And you understand it in everything else in life, except when it comes to the Word of God. And truth be told, for most of you, it really is not your fault. You just happen to stumble upon false shepherds. You've been misled, you've been deceived. You went to the wrong church, listened to the wrong pastor, someone who lied to you, quoted Romans 10 verse 9, If you confess with your mouth that Yeshua is Lord and trust in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's not true. Not entirely true, at least. There's much more to it, and I'm going to read that to you in a moment here. But the point is, God appointed shepherds. He appointed Moshe, and through Moshe appointed the 70 elders. What happened, though, is that the shepherds went astray. And we read about it all over the prophets. For example, in Irmiyahu chapter 2, when God says, The Kohanim didn't ask, where is Adonai? Those who deal with the Torah did not know me. Those who deal with the Torah did not know him. Ugh. The people's shepherds rebelled against me. Uh, they prophesied by so-and-so and went after things of no value. And then again in Ezekiel 34, the word of Adonai came to me. Human being, prophesy against the shepherd of Israel. Prophesy. Tell them, the shepherds, that Adonai Elohim says this. Woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves. Shouldn't the shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the choice meat. You clothe yourself with the wool and you slaughter the best of the herd. But you don't feed the sheep. You don't strengthen the weak, heal the sick, bandage the broken, bring back the outcast or seek the lost. On the contrary, you tyrannize them with crushing force. And he goes on to say in verse 7, Therefore, shepherds, hear the word of Adonai, as I live, Adonai Elohim swears. Because my sheep have become prey, my sheep have become food. For every wild animal, that is, you know, the people, the nations, the Gentiles, everyone who led them astray, the gurus, the shamans, the tele-preachers, who has not led you to serve Adonai by true faith in Yeshua. This applies to all of you. Adonai says, I am against the shepherds. I demand that they hand my sheep back to me. I will not allow them to feed the sheep, and they won't feed themselves either. See, this whole chapter goes into the judgment of the shepherds. And then he says in verse 23, I will raise up one shepherd to be in charge of them, and he will let them feed my servant David. Ah, talking about Mashiach ben David, Yeshua. Yeshua was the word of God manifested in the flesh. Adonai took the human form instead of fire on the burning bush, instead of thunder and lightning on Mount Sinai, he came in the very meek form of flesh and blood so that he could gather his sheep back to him. He says, 
He will pastor them and be their shepherd, and I, Adonai, will be their God. My servant David will be prince among them. I, Adonai, have spoken. See, Yeshua, that's what he came to do, to bring the sheep back to the Father. And yet, there is always a shepherd. You were never called to be on your own. And obviously, there are many other prophecies all throughout. God is constantly rebuking the shepherds. The shepherds have turned on the sheep. The shepherds misled the sheep. They violated the sheep. God will judge the shepherds. The shepherds are really the true enemies of God, not the people. The people are blind. They don't know what they're doing. The problem is when the blind follows the blind. Well, who are the blind that they are following? Those are the shepherds. Those who call themselves rabbis, pastors, imams, the teachers of the law. And yet, I repeat and say, the Torah was not given to everyone. It was given to the shepherds. They have a responsibility. God is very practical. He doesn't just wave his magical wand and teach us what we need to know. He is very practical. And when he entrusted Moshe with the word, with the Torah, he instructed him very carefully. He said, teach it to the people. And in uh, Devarim, Deuteronomy 31, it says, verse 9, Moshe wrote down this Torah, gave it to the Kohanim. The, those were the priests, the descendants of Levi, who carried the Ark of the Covenant of Adonai, and to all the leaders of Israel. Moshe gave them these orders. Listen to this. At the end of every seven years, during the festival of Sukkot in the year of Shemitah, when all Israel have come to appear in the presence of Adonai at the place he will choose, you are to read this Torah before all Israel so that they can hear it. Israel did not get a copy for themselves to read, no. Moshe was instructed to teach, to tell the leaders every seven years. When they come in the presence of Adonai, teach this Torah, read it, so that they can hear. Why? Because we know that faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God. It says, assemble the people, men, women, little ones, and foreigners you have in your towns, so that they can hear, learn, fear Adonai your God, and take care to obey all the words of this Torah. And so that their children who have not known, can hear and learn to fear Adonai your God. For as long as you live in the land you are crossing the yard and to possess. It's very clear. It's very specific. The instructions were for the Kohanim, for the leaders, to teach the people, to read it to them, to tell them. The people were never supposed to read it. How can you? I, I can't expect you to read some sort of a medical article or some quantum physics, you name it. You have no understanding. You can read it. It goes in from one ear out through the other. Have you ever read a scientific article? It's pretty much impossible to decipher unless you have that knowledge, unless you're familiar with the subject, unless you have the understanding. God does not roll the dice. He does not gamble on you getting the right interpretation. He sent shepherds who were trained by him. We read it in uh, Romans 10. If you actually read the chapter properly, not 
taking verse 9 out of context, you start from verse 1, it says, Brothers, my heart's deepest desire and my prayer to God for Israel is for their salvation. For I can testify to their zeal for God, but it is not based on correct understanding. For, since they are unaware of God's way of making people righteous and instead seek to set up their own, they have not submitted themselves to God's ways of making people righteous. For the goal at which the Torah aims is the Messiah, who offers righteousness to everyone who trusts. For Moshe writes about the righteousness granted in the Torah, that the person who does these things will attain life through them. Moreover, the righteousness grounded in trusting says, Do not say in your heart who will ascend to heaven, that is to bring the Messiah down, or who will descend into Sheol, that is to bring the Messiah up from the dead. What then does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that is, the word about trust which we proclaim, namely, and there we go, that if you acknowledge publicly with your mouth that Yeshua is Lord and trust in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one goes on trusting and thus continues towards righteousness. See, you have to continue towards righteousness. Confessing and doing nothing is nothing. While with the mouth one keeps on making public acknowledgement and thus continues towards deliverance. For the passage quoted says that everyone who rests his trust on him will not be humiliated. That means that there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. See, the Jews don't like that part because they are proud. They think they're better than anyone because they are the chosen people. Chosen for what? Chosen to be the deliverance, to be the example. But they don't do that. See, they're chosen to be humble. And yet, because they were chosen, they get prideful. The exact opposite of what God has ordered. Adonai is the same for everyone. Reach toward everyone who calls on him. Since everyone who calls on the name of Adonai will be delivered. But, how can they call on someone if they haven't trusted in him? And how can they trust in someone if they haven't heard about him? And how can they hear about someone if no one is proclaiming him? And how can people proclaim him unless God sends them? As the Tanakh puts it, how beautiful are the feet of those announcing good news about good things. The problem is, that they haven't all paid attention to the good news and obeyed it. So you gotta obey it. Paying attention is not enough. For Ishayahu says, Adonai, who has trusted what he has heard from us? Do you trust what I tell you? Do you trust what you hear in our podcasts? Maybe, probably not. So trust comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through a word proclaimed about the Mashiach. See, you have to hear the word of God from someone who understands it, someone who has revelation from God. 
Not from a rabbi to a rabbi to a rabbi playing a game of broken telephone teaching the Talmud and the Kabbalah and the Zohar and the Gemara and the Mishnah and the Tanya and there are so many additional appendices that you don't even spend time reading the Torah. And when you do spend time reading the Torah, you try to dissect it and find all kinds of secret codes and gematria and secret prophecies and meaning. But none of you actually want to love the Lord. Now, in Deuteronomy 17, it does tell you about writing the Torah. See, some Jews believe that every man should write his own copy of the Torah, but that's not biblical. That's again from the Talmud. Deuteronomy says in 17 verse 18 about a king if they choose to put a king over them. He says, when he has come to occupy the throne of his kingdom, he is to write a copy of this Torah for himself in a scroll from the one the Kohanim and Leviim use. It is to remain with him and he is to read in it every day as long as he lives so that he will learn to fear Adonai his God and keep all the words of this Torah and these laws and obey them, so that he will not think he is better than his kinsmen, and so that he will not turn aside either to the right or to the left from the mitzvah. In this way, he will prolong his own reign, and listen to this, and that of his children in Israel. That wasn't for everyone. That was for the king, because the king was the place of authority. He was the leader. He was the shepherd. And he was supposed to read and write it so that he could teach the people of Israel. That is the true definition of a king, a shepherd, a leader. The king is not a king so that he can live in a beautiful, lushful palace and wear a crown on his head. The king is not a king for himself. He is a king for the people. Adonai said it when he made Shaul king, the word in Hebrew was Nagid, which is kind of like a chancellor or a steward. The king's role is to shepherd the sheep of God. Really, the king is no king at all. He is a shepherd. See, but you like the word king because it sounds so powerful and so luxurious and exalted. But the king of Israel is God. Anyone who is not God is merely a steward and a shepherd. And his job is to point the people to God and teach them the Torah. They are not the ones supposed to read it. Remember that most people throughout history were illiterate. They did not know how to read or write. It was the shepherd's responsibility to teach them. And again, we see that also in Nehemiah chapter 8. With Ezra, it says in chapter 8, all the people gathered with one accord in the open space in front of the water gate and asked Ezra, the who? The Torah teacher, to bring the scroll of the Torah of Moshe, which Adonai had commanded Israel. Ezra the Kohen brought the Torah before the assembly, which consisted of men, women, and all children old enough to understand. It was the first day of the seventh month. That is the Yom Teruah, the day of trumpeting. Facing the open space in front of the water gate, he read from it to the men, the women, and the children who could understand from early morning until noon. And all the people 
listened attentively to the scroll of the Torah. He didn't tell them, go home and read it. He read it word for word. He didn't make a sermon about it. He didn't take a verse out of context to tell them, all you have to do is just speak these words and you'll be saved. No. He read them the entire scroll from start to finish to make sure they understand and know what they need to do. Ezra, the Torah teacher, stood on a wood platform, which they had made for the purpose. And then Ezra opened the scroll where all the people could see him, because he was higher than all the people. When he opened it, all the people rose to their feet. Ezra blessed Adonai, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen. As they lifted up their hands, bowed their heads and fell prostrate before Adonai with their faces to the ground. Do you do that? You don't do that, do you? In verse 8, they read clearly from the scroll in the Torah of God, translated it, that's a key one, they didn't just read it fast like we do in the synagogues today, on the Shabbos, they go, if you've ever been, they bring out the Torah, they spend three hours in synagogue. Out of that, for 15 minutes, we read the parsha. The rest is just mumbling and scrambling from the Talmud and the, the Sidur and, and quoting the same thing. They don't teach the Torah. They just read it very quickly and move on. So he translated it and enabled them to understand the sense of what was being read. What good is it if I just read it to you? And you have no understanding of what it means. See, many Hasidic Jews were against the translation of the Torah. And for good reason, though, I'll give it to them. Because once you translate it, all hell breaks loose, right? It, it ends up like the Quran, where you have 30 different versions, like which is the right one. Because you can't translate something without losing information. However, while keeping the original one, it is good to have an additional copy for teaching something that you compare with the original one to take notes from and to ease the process of learning for children, for the new people, and especially for generations later, as the generation of today, that can barely understand the biblical Hebrew. You are blessed to have English, the translations in English, like the complete Jewish Bible, the CJB, the version from which I read to you. It is so simple to understand but in Israel, most people only read the original Hebrew text because, you know, they, they say they're zealous for it. I don't buy that, but whatever. The point is, they quote it, but they do not understand. So what good is it to quote it if you do not understand and make sense of what was being read? When Ezra read it, he made sure to translate so that the people could understand. If you cannot understand what you hear, what are you doing? See, that's the Pharisees. That's what they're about. A form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. That's not what God has required. And yet, so many people are innocently naive. They just stumbled upon the wrong shepherd, born in the wrong house, following the wrong people, listening to the wrong advice. They think they're doing the right thing and they do have a heart for God, a heart for trying to do the right thing. They've just been indoctrinated with so many lies, so much deceit, that it's over for them. They can hear the truth from me, 
and I am a shepherd of the Lord. Yes, I am. <laughs> I would be a liar if I said I'm not. Herzl is a prophet of God. He was called when he was five or six years old, been serving the Lord for over 50 years now. He's a man of God. We speak the words of Adonai. And Adonai will hold you accountable to what you do with hearing what we teach, because we teach the true meaning of it. We're not here to teach you religion. We're not here to teach you to worship us or, or, or give us money. We don't do that. We, we don't even give you our information. We don't want to talk to you, really. We're just here to proclaim the word of Adonai. That's it. That's why there's no comments on our channel. We do our live study. We take questions. If you have any questions, wonderful. We would love to explain it to you. But we're not here to have a discussion. The Torah is not a discussion. It's not something that you can give in your opinion. Well, I think Adonai does not care what you think. It's not about your opinion. It's about his opinion. And he's alone. He is God. We are not. He will judge you. So it is your responsibility to find a teacher who speaks and teaches the truth. Now, how do you do that? Well, first off, you have to have a heart for Adonai. Because when I started seeking, I didn't know my left from my right. And I stumbled upon a few false shepherds. And I went to their churches and their synagogues, and that's how I started. But because I had a heart for God, I knew something was wrong. I knew something was off, and I kept seeking. I didn't just compromise and settle for the little bit of truth that they have given me. I wanted it all. I wanted to know the Lord. And if you truly want to know the Lord, He will ordain your steps. He will guide you. He will bring you forth to find His genuine shepherds. Because they're out there. They're everywhere. Every generation. God has not forsaken his creation. Every generation has a righteous preacher. A righteous teacher. Whether it's us that you choose to listen to. Whether you know someone else. Makes no difference. We're not here for us. We're not promoting our channel and our brand. I don't care if you subscribe or block or report. I don't care. I speak the word of Adonai. You do whatever you want with it, and he will hold you accountable. But you need a teacher. The scripture was not given to you for you. The Torah was not written so that you can read it and do whatever you think it means. Sit down with your bodies. Well, what do you think about this verse? What do you think this means? Do, do you think that do we really... That, did God really say that? Does that really what it means? Does God really hate homosexual sex or was that just for the old days when God says don't eat pork I think he said it just because back then they didn't know about parasites no God said don't eat pork it's unclean for you doesn't get any clearer than that when God wants to be specific he's very specific there's no need for your interpretations but yet like I said many Jews do and the Christians are even worse because the Christians don't follow anything see the Jews follow something <laughs> They do something, most of what they do is wrong, but they do something right. The Christians, not so much. You need to really start examining yourself. You have to check your heart, test your heart, because you are off, way off. It would terrify you just to know how off you are. We are way off the path. We were never on the path. You were born off. Almost everything you know is false. Almost everything you know is a lie. 
unless you know the Lord, that is. If you know the Lord, at least you're on the path. You might not be far into the path, but at least you're on the path. You need a teacher. When the scripture says in 1 John chapter 2, As for you, the messianic anointing you received from the Father remains in you, so that you have no need for anyone to teach you. It doesn't talk about you. It talks about the genuine followers, the shepherds. Because once you truly follow Yeshua, once you become united with him, you become a shepherd. All of his disciples, they followed him, and then they started teaching. What did Yeshua tell Peter? Do you love me? Yes, Lord. Do you love me? Of course I do. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Did he mean just feed them with bread and butter? No, feed them with the word of God. For we know that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of God. The word of God is life. If you are called by Adonai, if you are a follower of Yeshua, Yeshua did not raise you to be a sheep. He raised you to be a shepherd of the sheep, so that in turn the sheep will rise to be shepherds. It is a constant ever-growing, ever-evolving, ever-maturing kingdom. You are not a child forever. You are not a baby forever. Well, some of you are, but you shouldn't be. You are not called to remain a child. See, even Paul complained about it. He said, oh, how I wish to talk to you about the, the, the deep things of faith, but you're like babies. I have to keep giving you milk. He complained about it. He's like, why don't you get it? Why don't you mature? Why don't you grow up? And God is asking the same question. Why don't you? Why don't you get it? Why don't you just humble yourself? Realize you don't know anything. Just humble yourself. Come to the Father, says God, Adonai, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm lost. Help me out here. Give me a shepherd. Guide me on the right path. Lead me. Teach me. Help me. Lead me to you. I want to follow you. I need help. Help me. Deliver me. Deliver us, Papa. Deliver us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In every tribulation, no matter the temptation, you are my salvation, you are my deliverance, you're my one desire, you carry me the distance, through the floods and fire, for the tears and blood just spilled, you took away my pain and guilt. Could I sacrifice for my soul? You pay the price. You are my deliverance. You're my one desire. You carry me the distance through the floods and fires. Whenever I'm lonely, you're the one that comforts me. I have eyes no lonely for the love you're giving me. 
desire You carry me the distance Through the floods and fire You're my deliverance You're my one desire You carry me the distance Through the floods and fire 